0: Welcome everyone to another edition of Drunk Agile. Uh, she's hiding, but she is yeah. there. There's Nisha, star <laughs> of the show. Thanks for joining us, Nisha. Thanks for taking time out. Right but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he wants to run. He moved. <laughs> um, with Nisha, you know, unfortunately you get one, you get that other one. With Nisha is Pratik Singh. Uh, and my name is Daniel Vacanti. Thanks so much for joining us. Pratik, what are you drinking tonight?
1: Oh today we are with Prohibition-style Old Forester. Um again my favorite Old Forester. It's 57.5%. So we are good with this. We're safe. We're safe. Yeah, That's we're good. safe we're in the safe safe zone. It's it's That's, it's just a beautiful sweet um bourbon. So I've
0: been uh the last couple of episodes I think I've been talking about how I'm trying to limit my whip on my my whiskey. I'm I'm back to the Blair Athol. Um yeah trying to make my way through this as you can say i really only drink this stuff on drunk agile so that's why it's it's taking me a little <laughs> bit of time uh to get through it not not to say it's bad it's actually it's a really good whiskey um but you know i don't know, whiskey in 93 93 degree weather don't really go yeah
1: they don't very... you have to be indoors when you're in florida yeah <laughs> um okay well i think I, if
0: it's okay with you i'm i'm gonna set up uh, yeah. the conversation tonight. And then I'll just stand back and let you run and then obviously correct everything that you say. <laughs> That's kind of our formula. That, that, it's a formula that works for us. That's so a why, format.
1: Yeah, why, yeah. Why, 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 why stray from that? Why try to improve perfection, yeah.
0: So this has come up in a, in a, in a couple of trainings that uh, I've done recently. Um, this idea of teams trying to define their work items and specifically, development teams wanting to define their work items as pull requests, uh, you know, and the implications. You know, is that a good idea? Is that a bad idea? Does that even make sense? You know, um, blah blah blah. So I guess let's 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 just start with that, and we can maybe dig dig into the nuance of can you know can a pull request be a work item and you know all the all the kind of the tangential things that, that we need to discuss so Prateek, take it away can a pull request be a work item in a combat system
1: um so short answer is yes and 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 long answer is it's complicated um <laughs> a, a pull request for, for, for those not familiar uh represents uh, a set of code that, a developer is proposing becomes part of the main branch where, where development is happening. So I am, as, as a developer have been working on something, trying to uh, write some code for a story, for a work item that I have. And I believe I'm at a good place with this that I that that the story can move forward. I'm gonna submit a pull request and then people are going to review it to say, yeah, this looks good. And this, the, the the work item can move forward. Um, at the basis of it that sounds like yeah it's it it makes sense it's moving a work item forward it you could potentially define a story with a pull request the, the life cycle of the pull request can potentially be a story
0: yeah so so yeah let me let me jump in there because because yeah the, the argument that that um, that these people are making um that is not necessarily wrong but the argument that they're making is that if a work item is supposed to be defined in terms of value that the value the 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 tangible value is the code that's checked into the main branch that ultimately gets deployed so why wouldn't why wouldn't that PR since mm-hmm. because that pr is what's encapsulating value why wouldn't that PR be the work item that's that's actually fairly sound logic right I mean yep. that in and of itself is is okay however <laughs> you potentially quickly get into some problems and and these problems I as we go through some of these problems, we're not saying that they are good or bad. They're just things that you need to consider, and they're things that you need to think about. This is kind of following on our, our policies discussion. Um, so let's let's talk about that. How how do we how do we get into trouble? How do we mitigate some of these problems? I don't know. Can you can you walk us through some of those? Yeah.
1: Things? Um, let's let's say that that we started work on a work item, and this work item was build this web page. Um, a PR for that work item could potentially be the developer going through and building the entire web page out, doing the entire plumbing. And let's say this web page takes user address information, writing all of that code, and then saying, okay, this is all good to go. Um, the address is being stored and everything. I'm gonna submit this PR. Yeah, in that case, that, that work item that's moving forward. Um the the potential issues here are. It is possible to take that one work item and break it up into multiple things. Does does the does your workflow or your process policies allow for that? Do 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 they allow for this thing to be broken broken up as it's flowing through and go? Hey, we thought this could be one PR, but we're changing it to ten. Um, does that mean we need 10 different work items, or do we still keep these 10 PRs with the same work item? Um, I would err towards 10 different work items, but that, those are the process policy questions, as Dan was mentioning, that we should be asking. What is our PR to work item ratio? And if it is one to one, does it? what does it mean to break a work item up once it's in flight?
0: It's it's I was I was hoping you would get to the PR to work item ratio um, because I think that's that's the crux of it because I mean are are your PRs just a, a single like a single user story or a single whatever single PBI wh- wh- whatever you want to call it or you know do your PRs contain bits and pieces of fifteen different work items um, none of which are actually complete when they go into the PR They're, that that code might be ready to be checked in. And and you should probably be checking in that code, um, but it's uh, but it doesn't represent you know the the actual completed um, uh, value whatever. So mm-hmm. that's to me that that's that's one question I think you you need to ask yourself is really what what does that what does that PR represent? And we were talking about this before that that kind of if you take that to to its logical conclusion, that 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 kind of assumes. Can 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 you talk about what that kind of assumes in relation to say like acceptance criteria?
1: Yeah, it, it, it kind of assumes like that one first, every every item has a set of acceptance criteria. And once you start breaking those things up, you quickly get to a place where um, we were talking about in terms of limits. The limit approaches one when it comes to the ratio of work items to acceptance criteria. Um, I don't want to say that every work item should be one acceptance criteria because I do not think that's necessarily possible at all times, but as much as possible, we want to limit the number of acceptance criteria for every work item. And then we can easily get to the point of, oh, this PR satisfies that acceptance criteria, which means that work item can now move forward.
0: you know that seems really strange that we would say that you know because we're you know such fans of of small batches that we'd say you know one work item is one acceptance criteria is one pull request that that just yep. seems it that seems that's really crazy. strange that that's 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 the conclusion that that we would draw right yeah um you were you were before before we talked you were mentioning mentioning something about about tooling too i don't know if you want
1: to if you want to get yeah, into there, some there, of that. I mean, there are certain tools that kind of make it easier for you to define your work items as as um, pull requests. Uh, tools like GitHub and GitHub Projects kind of, by default, tell you, "Oh, this each pull request becomes an item." So yes, it's totally doable. That it it helps you do that and almost coerces you in that direction. Um, so. If your team wants to run a process where pull requests are not work items, um, you you might have to look at other tooling for that for that stuff. There is the other side of this, which is again, what other policies do you have in place that that force you to only work with pull requests? Um, the the reason people do pull requests most of the time is to do code reviews, to review those pull requests. And that's where I find it more interesting. Uh, now, code reviews become the central part of your process, and I have many things to say about that, but I'll pause.
0: <laughs> well, that's you know that's interesting. That's maybe a another episode. We should we, yeah. we should probably get, you know get into. we we want we we want to limit our work in progress here. We want to scope this just yeah. to to pull requests them um, themselves, so. Um, I mean, I don't know what else. Is there any other guidance? Is there any other any other landmines that we should tell people to watch out for? If you're wanting to tie pull request to work items, again, not necessarily a bad idea. But yeah. are there are there other things that that, that you, we we should
1: mention? Um, the the one thing that that I would the the other thing that I would warn about, and this again, most of this comes down to how can we work in small batches. Let's say you had this pull request. You know, I went in as a developer and, oh, this thing is easy. Get it done in a couple of hours. And I pushed it over, which is interesting that you usually push pull requests. Um, <laughs> he pushed it over and someone reviewed it and said, great, this looks perfect. Let's move it on. And then people start testing this and they go, oh, this is going to take us 20 days to test. Um, can we break this up into multiple small items that we can test well your process should have the flexibility to allow for that to say okay this we we had this one pull request but that's now blowing up into 20 things Um, do we keep this as one thing or do we split it into 20 things your policies will become important there
0: yeah so um moral of the story right i guess I, i think i think the, the, the subtext for this conversation is we're essentially talking about two things. We're talking about batch size and we're talking about acceptance criteria, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting, this episode is about pull requests, but we're really talking about batch size and we're mm-hmm. talking about acceptance criteria, which, which I think in all our videos, we're talking about batch size and we're talking about acceptance criteria, yeah you know, pretty much. So the moral of the story is, you know, take, a, t- take a look at you. If you want your pull request to be that unit of value that you are flowing through your system, um, things, things that you need to look at. You know, does does that pull request really, really represent value? It, you know, is it, you know, it, it is it as small as possible? Is it representing some some acceptance criteria that that is being achieved? Is it not bits and pieces of fifteen different things that were thrown together just because it's it's you know fairly convenient? Oh, by the way, hey, while I'm in there, let me do this other thing, right? You know, it's it's so easy. I've got this file open. I'm going to make this other change, right? And so you know, throw it into the throw it into the pull request. Um. Depending on your decisions around that stuff is going to be your your bigger driver of whether you can use pull requests as as work items or not. So, uh, it was just an interest to me. It was just kind of an interesting thought that that came up, and it seems to be kind of a a fairly recurring theme in some of our trainings. Can you do it? Yes. Um, is it straightforward? No, I don't know. do you want do you want to a, a, a uh, yeah, word out? I'll, I'll
1: add I'll add one thing, and this might be homework for 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 the viewers, listeners. Um, let's say you just start down this path and then you discovered, which I think if everyone thinks about this long and hard, they will discover that pull requests might not be the most efficient way of delivering value to customers. Maybe there's something else where we're pairing, mobbing and working off a, doing something like trunk-based development, and that makes things faster. Do not um, just because you've defined units of value in terms of pull requests, does, do not close the door on uh, on things that might make you a lot more efficient.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but yeah, an, an interesting point. That, that's maybe the the ultimate reason why pull requests maybe aren't necessarily a great idea. Not a bad idea, but not a great idea, because it might limit your thinking in terms of where you can look for for process improvement. What do you think? Do you agree with what you're saying, with what we're saying? Do you not agree with what we're saying? Do you have different thoughts in terms of pull requests and uh, and workflow and work items and and things like that. Please leave us a comment on this, um, on the video here. Uh, For Nisha, who is, so there, she hasn't hasn't run away. Oh, there she is, hey, Nisha. (laughs) Uh, For for Nisha, uh, for Prateek, my name is Janet Vacanti. Thank you again for joining us and we will see you in the next episode. Good night, everyone.